Welcome to the Unfuck Your Health Podcast, where we get into all things training, nutrition, mindset, and help you unfuck your health. I'm your host, Brevin Jandrew. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Unfuck Your Health Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about binge eating. Um, this one is is something that I, I'm really passionate about because it's something I really used to struggle with. Um, and I, I talk about it every once in a while, um, but I, I used to struggle with binge eating a lot in college. Um, I remember there was times where I wouldn't eat all day or I was eating one meal a day and then I was eating um, thousands of calories at night and just anything I could get my hands on. And it was just a really, really vicious cycle of binge, restrict, binge, restrict. And it really played an impact on my mental health. It played an impact on my fitness journey. It played an impact on how I viewed myself. Um, so binge eating is something that I really used to struggle with. Um, so something I enjoy helping clients work through and understand why and how to stop. And I know the feelings of what it's like to binge and how how just lost you can feel inside of it sometimes. And when you're sitting there and you have that binge and the feelings that just go through your head. And I actually, I did something today that I haven't done in a while. I, I Googled what to do after a binge and some of the, the responses on Google just, just really make me sad. How long does it take to recover from a binge? How do you flush after a binge? Will I gain weight after I binge? How not to hate myself after a binge? Um, how to lose weight after a binge? How do I forgive myself? Um, there's just so many, so many bad answers out there. So I want this to be the one-stop shop for um, binge eating, for you struggling and learning how to overcome that. So we're going to talk about what not to do, things to do, and then how to stop binge eating. Um, so when you are struggling with binge eating, and I, I generally see it come from a couple different reasons, um, which we'll get into here a little bit later. Um, but first and foremost, from Googling that, because I, I know that when I struggled with binge eating, that is something I have Googled before is how to stop binge eating, how to overcome binge eating, what do you do after a binge, like how do I not gain weight, like I already, I hate myself and, and I'm afraid that I'm going to gain weight and then that fear of gaining weight makes me restrict even more and then that over restriction leads to me binging even more and it was just a really, really vicious cycle. So what not to do after a binge. We don't want to over restrict. We don't want to punish ourselves with exercise. We don't want to purge. We don't want to feel guilty. And yes, you're probably going to feel guilty, but we have to work through that guilt and understand why it happened in the first place and why we're feeling guilty um, and how, again, how to overcome it. And that's, again, the whole point of this podcast. What to do. Um, what we want to do after we binge is just get back on track. You don't have to make up for the binge. You don't have to over-restrict, over-exercise, do any of those things. You just have to get back on track the next chance that you get. So if you have a binge episode at night and you eat all the chips and candy and cookies and pizza or whatever you have in the house, the next day you get up and you just go about your normal day. You don't have to over-restrict. That is going to, again, lead to binging in the future. Um, that that restrict and binge restrict and binge restrict and binge it's a really really vicious cycle to find yourself in and it's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel um because that is generally what you do is just constantly restrict after that binge and you start to punish yourself and that guilt just leads to more and more and more guilt and that just leads to more and more binging um i want you to stay off the scale 
you're not going to get anything positive out of hopping on the scale and seeing that the scale went up a couple pounds. We have to um, take a step back and, and realize uh, what the scale actually is. If you're going to gain a pound of fat, you have to eat in excess of 3,500 calories. So if your maintenance calories is 2,000 calories, to gain a pound of fat, you would have to eat 5,500 calories to gain a pound of fat overnight. You probably didn't do that. And you know what? Even if you did, it's okay. That doesn't define who you are. That doesn't define your worth. But if you binge and you go step on the scale and you're like, oh my God, the scale went up three pounds last night. Well, probably didn't actually go up three pounds of fat. You're probably holding more water. You ate later at night. Um, you have more food on your stomach. So it just hasn't digested yet. There's a ton of other reasons why that is up not that you gained body fat. So I think it's just better if you just stay off the scale. That weight is transient. It's going to come back off. So just save yourself that headache, save yourself that emotional response. And let's start to work on our emotional response with the scale, um, which is a whole other conversation that we can have. But let's just stay off the scale for a couple days because it's only going to make you feel worse about you actually binging. Um, I remember I would binge and then go hop right on the scale the next day and be like, oh my God, I fucking hate myself. I gained three pounds last night. I guess I'm not eating today. And cycle repeats itself. Um, I want you to nourish your body. I want you to focus on whole foods, lean meats, fruits, veggies. I want you to focus on taking care of your body, not punishing your body. Give it food, give it nutrients, give it water, give it movement. I want you to focus on just taking care of your body the next day. Um, treat your body the way that it deserves to be treated and you'll start to view it in a more positive light. I want you to take a second and reflect. I want you to journal. I want you to ask yourself why. Um, I want you to, to just get your feelings out on paper. I truly do believe of the power of pen to paper. So I want you just to get those thoughts out and start to try to understand what is happening in your head, how you're feeling, and just get them out so that you don't, again, turn to food and lead to another binge inside of emotional eating. And then more than anything, just be kind to yourself realize that this is something that people struggle with. This is something that you might be struggling with. If you're listening to this, it's okay. I've been there. I've struggled with it as well. It's not something that I will ever 100% be past because that is something that I've struggled with. That is something that I've even had relapses in the past, but a huge win is that there are longer and longer and longer periods in between them. And I've gone a very long time now without having a binge. And, and that's a really, really good feeling. But it took time. It took effort to get there. And it really took just being kind to yourself rather than just beating the shit out of yourself and telling yourself you suck and you don't deserve it and this is all your fault because that's only going to lead to a binge in the future. So just be kind to yourself. So now that we've talked about a little bit about what not to do and what to do, Let's dive into how to overcome binge eating. And the number one thing that you have to do first and foremost is build awareness. And I, I kind of talked about this with the journaling, but I want you to build awareness around what happened, who, what, when, where, why, who did this happen around a certain person? Did this happen during a certain time of the day? Did this happen during a specific event? Um, what did you binge on? Where were you doing this binge at? And how were you feeling before, during, and after the binge? Get really crystal clear of what happened, what your thoughts were, um, who, what, when, where, why. 
ask those questions and build awareness around what was happening. Um, if you can understand your triggers and know what your triggers are, you can set yourself up to avoid those triggers. And I, I think that's a really powerful tool. Um, for me, for example, one of my um, triggers was emotional eating and I had to start dealing with my emotions in a healthier way and not turning to food for those. Um, one of the foods that I, I would binge on was chips. I don't keep chips in the house even to this day, like 90% of the time, because that's just a food that triggers that response for me. I eat that food and I just eat more and more of it. So if I want chips, I go out and get them. I had chips last night. We went to a Mexican restaurant. Um, a new one opened up in town. So we went and tried it out. We had chips and queso and it was great. I didn't overindulge in them. I didn't feel sick afterwards. I didn't feel bad about it. Um, I, I wasn't restricting that food from my life, but I know myself and I've built awareness around what my triggers are. So I'm no longer just going to keep that stuff in the house. I think there's an aspect of restriction and awareness. And, and I think people get those confused. You have to build awareness around what your triggers are. That doesn't mean that you can't have those things. If you binge on chocolate chip cookies or Oreos or whatever, you can still have those. Just probably don't keep them in the house. If you want them, go get a single serving of them. So if I want chips, I will go to the store and buy a single serving bag of chips. I don't want to keep those in the house because I just don't want to tempt myself. I, I'm just not going to play with fate. I'm not going to play with that and set myself up for failure. I'm setting myself up for success. Um, so just understand your triggers. Again, who, what, when, where, why? Why is this happening? How did you feel before, during, and after? Because then you can start to recognize those. And once you recognize, you'll be like, hey, you know what? The situation that I'm in right now or the food that I'm around or the person that I'm around or the time of day I'm around, it, that is happening like I know I'm more susceptible to binging during this time so I'm going to be more aware and I'm going to again set myself up for success rather than put myself in a spot where like I have to go with willpower to try not to binge because it, as great as that would be to just be able to will your way out of everything and the, for the people to tell you like oh I just have more willpower like great but we're human realistically, we don't have that much willpower. We have to just put ourselves in positions to actually have success. And more than anything, put ourselves out of positions to set ourselves up for failure. We don't want to set ourselves up for failure. So set yourself up for success. Um, and I generally see um, binging come from a couple different things. Um, number one is over restriction. Um, so you're over restricting calories. And this was one of my big things was I was over restricting. I wanted to lose weight so bad. I had no idea what I was doing at the time and I was over exercising and I was under eating. I wasn't, I was eating maybe one time a day. There were some days where I'd go with, I wouldn't eat at all. And then I'd be walking back to my dorm at Michigan state with a bag full of Taco Bell and a couple thousand calories and I'd be eating the chips that I had in my room and the ramen noodles I had in my room. And I just wouldn't stop eating until I went to sleep. And then I'd wake up the next day and be like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, I feel so guilty. I feel so bad about what I did because like all I want to do is lose fat. I want to be healthy. I want to be smaller. And that again would lead to the over restriction of calories. My cat is going crazy right now. Um, that would lead to the over restriction of calories. And then from there, another binge. And again, it was just a really vicious cycle that I found myself in. And it, it was really, really hard to get out of because it was that constant restrict binge guilt. 
restrict binge guilt. And it was like, how the fuck do I find myself in this and how do I actually get out of it? And again, it came down to building awareness around what I was doing. It came down to how I was feeling and just knowing my who, what, when, where, why. But it also came down to like, I, I really have to stop over restricting my calories. Um, so here's an example I always like to use. You're at work all day because this has happened to me before as well. Um, I used to work at Menards in the paint department in Kalamazoo when I was in college at Western Michigan University. And I would be working and I wouldn't have food and I wouldn't eat for 8, 10, 12 hours. And the next thing I know, I'm in a fast food line and I'm getting a bunch of food or I'm getting a pizza and I'm eating the whole thing in my room. And I'm like, as I'm eating it, I'm like, oh my God, I feel shameful, but I'm so hungry that like, I just want to eat everything in sight right now. So we have to just be aware of how long we're going without eating. Um, not that eating more throughout the day, like more frequently is going to stop you from binging or be beneficial for weight loss. It's not what I'm saying. It's just making sure that you're actually nourishing your body because you're never getting to that point of like, oh my God, I feel like I'm starving. And then you mindlessly just eat everything. And then you're like, holy shit, I just ate 5,000 calories of pizza or I just ate whatever you had. And you're like, oh, I feel so guilty now and restrict calories the next day again. And again, just a very vicious cycle to find yourself in. Um, the other thing I see inside of restriction is restricting your food choices. So when you're telling yourself things are good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, um, this goes back to like the chips or the cookies or the cake or pizza or whatever. If you're constantly telling yourself like, I can't have that food. That is bad food. I eat that. I'm bad. Um, then what happens is you restrict, restrict, restrict that food and then all of a sudden you're presented with that food and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know how to not say yes to this food. And then you say yes to it. It turns into a binge and then you feel really guilty about it because you ate that that bad food and, and you're giving morality to the food. And when you eat that bad food, you then push that morality to you. And now you're bad. You did something bad. You should over restrict now. You should. And then again, vicious cycle you find yourself in. Um, so if we just stop viewing food as good or bad, healthy, unhealthy, everything's on a spectrum here. There's foods that are more micronutrient dense. There's foods that are less processed that are on this end of the spectrum. And there's food that are more heavily processed or more calorie dense or less nutritious that are on this side. But there, there's an ebb and flow in that. And you can have on both sides of, of the spectrum. But what we don't want to do is say, I can only eat from this side of the spectrum. I can only eat on the quote unquote healthy side of the spectrum. Because when you do that, again, the foods we tend to crave um, are the foods that we're probably restricting from ourselves. So when we're constantly restricting those foods, we're then again presented with that situation and we're like, oh shit, I really, really want that food. And it's there in front of me. I can't say no. You eat it and cycle repeats itself. So just not restricting ourselves, not telling ourselves that things are on or off limits. We can or can't have things. We can have everything in moderation. It just comes down to, um, again, really focusing on your relationship with food. And that's one of the biggest things that we work on inside of the one-on-one -on -one coaching program is, is that relationship with food, um, binge eating itself. Um, that's why I think it's, I'm so passionate about it because again, I've struggled with it is that the entire first phase is dedicated to filling in the cracks in the foundation. It's really hard to go into a diet or a deficit or try to lose weight. If you're struggling with binge eating, emotional eating, your relationship with food. So we have to fill in that crack in the foundation first and foremost. And then it makes dieting so much easier because you're not having these, well, I've been quote unquote good throughout the whole week. 
And then I binged on the weekend because I over-restricted myself during the week or I felt restricted in my food choices. Like it, it becomes so much easier to not quote unquote go off plan. It makes it so much easier to actually have success when you're no longer also struggling with your relationship with food. So that's why it's the first thing we focus on in the one-on-one coaching program is improving that relationship with food because it is so important for everything that you're wanting to do. And again, it's it's a mental battle to go through to struggle with your relationship with food and it just leads to so many other issues down the road so number two inside of how to stop binge eating that i see things happen is it's based in emotion so this is the emotional eating aspect of binge eating is you're not dealing with your emotions you're turning to food to um to give or to deal with those emotions. You're, you're turning to food to give you that emotional response instead of dealing with your emotions, instead of asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? How am I feeling? What am I feeling? You're just saying, nope, I'm not gonna deal with any of that. I'm just going to eat cookies until I feel better, until I get that quick dopamine rush. And you're like, oh, feel a lot better now. And instant guilt sets in and you're like, oh my God, what did I just do? feel guilty, feel emotional again, leads to another binge. Again, it's just a really vicious cycle to find yourself in. So we have to start to find healthier ways to deal with our emotions. And and I think this one's really important for understanding your triggers as well. What emotions are giving you the urge to binge? Is it stress? Is it anger? Is it sadness? What emotions are giving you that that need to to go turn to food? What foods are you turning to during those times? So if we can understand like what emotions are are leading me to a binge, then we can start to become aware about when I feel that I need to take a step back. I need to take 10 minutes, walk away and just put myself into a different situation. And I need to ask myself, do I really want to eat this food or am I using this to suppress my emotions? Do I want to eat that food or am I just not dealing with what I'm feeling right now? What am I feeling and why am I feeling this way? Ask yourself those questions. Give yourself 5, 10, 15 minutes to step away from the situation and then reassess. If you're just hungry, go ahead and eat the food. That's great. You're understanding your hunger cues. But if it's, no, I'm just feeling really emotional right now. I am turning to that food to deal with that emotion. Now let's take a step back and deal, find a way to deal with those emotions. So just finding healthier coping mechanisms, journaling, meditating, going for a walk, calling a friend. Let's find other ways to deal with that rather than just immediately turn to the food. Again, all this stuff takes time, it takes practice, and more than anything, it takes awareness. It takes awareness of understanding what you're struggling with and why you're struggling with it. And number three that I see people struggling with binge eating is it's just your identity. Um, you're telling yourself that I'm just a binge eater. I just binge eat. That's just who I am. And you're constantly reinforcing that identity because your identity is just a sum of your actions. So if you're constantly binge eating, you're constantly reinforcing that identity. So we have to begin to change our identity. Identity change precedes physical change or emotional change. Identity change precedes any other kind of change that you have. So if you're constantly telling yourself that you're not a binge eater anymore, that's not what you do. You don't binge eat. You are someone who has a healthy relationship with food. And then you start to reinforce that new identity with things throughout the week. 
then you start to believe that you are that new identity. But if you try to change those actions, um, before you change your identity, your old identity is going to creep up, trip you up, self-sabotage, binge eat. So I, I like to think about it is you could lose all the weight in the world. You could lose 70 pounds, but if you don't change your identity first, you're going to find a way to gain that weight back because that's just not who you are. That's not who you believe you are. You don't believe you're the healthy person who's lost 70 pounds, who has healthy habits, who likes to go to the gym, who tracks their calories or, or their protein or drinks their water. You over-restricted during that time, you lost the weight, but now that you've lost the weight, your old identity starting to creep back up. The binge eating starts to happen. The emotional eating starts to happen. You stop going to the gym because that's just not who you are. So we have to change our identity first and foremost before we're able to make that change. So it comes down to, again, something I talk about all the time is just lowering the barrier of entry for success and stacking wins. So if we can start to say, here's who I am, here's the new identity that I want to have, here's the person that I want to become, that's my new identity. And then you start to reinforce that by proving it to yourself through stacking wins throughout the week by saying, yep, I didn't binge today. Yep. I was able to eat this food and it didn't turn into a binge. I was able to have this emotion and not let it turn into a binge. You start to reinforce that new identity. And next thing you know, I'm no longer identifying as someone who's a binge eater. Oh, I used to binge eat. That's not who I am anymore though. I'm someone who has a good relationship with food. Again, takes time, takes practice, but if you can do these things, if you can really build awareness around what you're struggling with, then I think it just becomes that much more powerful. Um, again, awareness is key to most things inside of fitness. Uh, it's generally not training or nutrition that are tripping us up. It's the inner game stuff. It's the inner work. It's your relationship with food, self-sabotage, emotional eating, binge eating, consistency. All of these things cause us to struggle and we end up asking the wrong questions. And again, that's why it's the very first thing inside of the one-on-one -on -one coaching program that we focus on is filling in the cracks in the foundation and working on the inner work. Because if you can do that, if you no longer struggle with binge eating or your relationship with food or self-sabotage, um, because you generally don't just struggle with one, they creep up into other areas as well. If you can fix those things and fill in the cracks in the foundation and create a rock solid foundation, you're, it's going to be so much easier to lose weight, to achieve your goals, to feel the way you want to look, the way you want to perform the way you want to. It's going to be so much easier because you're not going to trip yourself up because again, it's not training or nutrition that are tripping us up. That's the easy stuff. It's the inner game that really causes us to struggle. So I, I hope you got some value out of this. Um, yeah, again, it's something I'm really passionate about because I used to struggle with binge eating myself. So what to do if you do find yourself binge eating is get back on track, stay off the scale, nourish your body, journal and understand what you were feeling and why, and then be kind to yourself. Really, really start to build awareness around who, what, when, where, why, Figure out your triggers. How did you feel before, during, and after? Just understand what you were feeling and why it was happening, and it'll be that much easier to overcome. And then figure out, is it due to over-restriction in calories or food choices? Is it due to emotional eating, or is it just your identity? Once you can understand why you're doing it, when it's happening, what it's happening with, those things, and then you can understand where it falls in on the binge eating spectrum, then it is, again, you can start to attack it, but it all comes back to awareness. 
Uh, but what we don't want to do is end up over restricting purging, punishing yourself with exercise, feeling guilty, because again, that just leads down that really, really vicious cycle. And it's really hard to get out of. It's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you do that. So just be kind to yourself. And you know what? Realize if you truly struggle with binge eating, it's not a matter of necessarily if it's going to happen again, it's when it's going to happen again. So you just have to equip yourself with the ability, the knowledge, with the skills to overcome that and make those further and further and further apart. And then when it does happen, what do you do next? What do you do? And it just be kind to yourself. And again, we can get through this. Um, it's not a, you're, you're just stuck forever. If you struggle with binge eating, trust me. Um, again, it's been, it's been a while since I've struggled with binge eating, but there was a time in my life where I really struggled with it every single day and I was really in the thick of it and it was really hard to get out of, but it took doing these things to find your way out of that, find the light at the end of the tunnel. Again, I hope you guys got some value out of that. That is all I have for you today. Hope you have a fantastic day. I will see you on the next episode of the Unfuck Your Health Podcast. As always, I want to thank you for listening to the Unfuck Your Health Podcast. If you enjoy the show and find it helpful, I'd love it if you would share it on your story so I can thank you for listening and leave a five-star rating review to help the podcast grow and allow me to impact more lives. As always, feel free to reach out with any questions or anything and anyone that you want to see on the show. Thanks again for listening to the Unfuck Your Health Podcast.